Welcome to ESOP, a place for you to share your story. I'm your host, Nicole DeBoom. Enjoy the show. I'm Sadie Myers, and this is my story. Sadie, I am so excited to hear your story. Happy to share. Oh, yes, of course. This is going to be an epic conversation. You had a very special day about 20 years ago. And I figured the best way to start might just be by laying the foundation for where you were in your life when, when this special moment happened. So why don't you go ahead and share a little bit about where you were 20 years ago? Okay. 20 years ago, I had recently had my third baby, my first little baby girl. And it was the first time I'd had a pregnancy and a birth where I didn't have to go back to work. So I was 100% mom, go, go, go doing fun things with the kids every day. And the big boys were, um, what were they two and four? So I had my baby and a two-year-old and a four-year-old and we drove, um, a Saturn sedan S series which if you know about the Saturn sedans, that was the small one. So when you put the kids in the car, you put the two boys, they climb into their car seats. Then you climb over one of the babies and you put the little baby girl in the middle and then you start buckling all three of the children. Then you go back around to the first child and have to hip bump the door closed. Oh my God. So yeah. So, so you had your hands full. True story. Yes. Yes. So would you would you say your, your mind was also full at that time? <laughs> yeah. You know, because you, I went from always working since I was 11, always working, but always wanting to be a mother. And now I felt like I was living the dream, staying home with my three babies, cleaning the house, baking cookies every Sunday, you know, everything. But I live in Phoenix where it is quite warm. And so kind of in between the brain fog that comes with pregnancy and living with toddlers, and the brain fog of having a husband who works two jobs and me being responsible for all the bills and all the food and all of the cleaning and entertaining the kids and putting them to bed. It, my brain was always swimming, but in Phoenix, it's hot night and day. And so by this point in my warm season, my brain was fried. So that's the setup of the story. I'm a very energetic mother who is brain fried from the heat and toddler life. Well, so <laughs> on this particular day, is there a date? that you actually remember, do you remember the exact date of this experience? <laughs> I don't. I thought about trying to figure out the exact date. I know she was, baby girl was about six months old. So this puts it in about April. So April is when Phoenix is very warm, um, still pretty dry though, but um, already, you know, you're hitting a hundred degrees, you know, and so I needed to refill the five gallon water jugs because you can't drink Phoenix water. You don't drink Phoenix water. So put the babies in the car, put the two five gallon jugs in the car, and then you turn on the air conditioning in the car so that the kids don't melt before you get all three of them buckled. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a complete juggling act. Um, so let's talk about what happened on the day in question. Okay. Just an ordinary day. Daddy kissed us goodbye and we're going to be productive. We all got clothes on. We all got fed. And mommy put the five gallon water jugs empty in the car. And I say, okay, boys, potty and shoes. And they go potty and they grab their shoes and we all go outside to the carport. And, uh, and so I've got the baby in my arms, boys are climbing in. 
I um, put my foot on the clutch and I start the car so that as my boys are climbing in, I can turn on the air conditioning right away. Seatbelt buckles are hot. You know, you really want to cool the car down. I'm a little brain fried, but I have a baby on one of my legs. I have the door open. So I put one foot on the clutch, but like the other one's still outside of the car and the baby's on my hip. And so I turn the ignition and normally put it in neutral and take your foot off the clutch. This time I skipped a step. And so baby on my lap, she's wearing overalls. I'm actually holding her like she's wrapped. My hand is wrapped around and holding her overalls. And then I take turn on the car and I take my foot off the clutch and the car hops forward because that's what it does when you leave it in gear. It wants to go forward. So it hops once and I'm like, oh shit. And it hops a second time and I'm like, well, this can't be good. And it's you know so fast. Third hop, we crash into the house and we have wood paneling so you can see the cracks in the wood. The boys immediately scream and start crying a little bit because they don't know what's happening. But usually I reverse. I don't usually drive into the house generally. And the baby, I'm just holding on by her overalls, just amazed that she didn't fall down or hit a head or anything. It was hop, hop, crash, just so fast. And so I panic a little bit, but I take the key out of the ignition and I assess the kids and I said, we are not going to be able to get water today. And now they start really sobbing because we love to go places. So I take the boys back into the house and I need to assess the damage on the inside of the house. And, and I'm kind of panicked. So I, call, I called my husband on the phone and I'm like, I broke the house. <laughs> and, and you can hear the boys crying in the background, like everybody's okay. And now I'm walking down the hallway to see the other side of the wall. I'm inside the house and I peer into my boy's bedroom. Their bunk bed has been pushed away from the wall and I can literally see outside the bright sunshine outside from their carpet level. Like it pushed the whole wall. And I'm talking to my husband. I'm like, I don't know how this happened. And the boys are crying. And I turned that corner to look in the, in the kid's bedroom. And, and I said, Oh my God, you can't fix this because he can fix everything. But if I can see outside from inside, he can't fix that. And so I uh, like, I think I blacked out at that point. And so he's, I know he's going to leave work and come save me. But what do you do? And the poor boys, I'm like, we can't go anywhere. The car is in the house. And that's my panic brain, right? Like that's my, I logically calmly got the kids out of the car. And then once I saw daylight, I freaked out. So I don't remember the next couple of steps, but just like pretending nothing happened. We're like, let's go watch Blue's Clues. Let's go watch Three Amigos. We're, we're not going to talk about this. Let's have popsicles for breakfast. It's fine. Oh my gosh. Okay. So were you, was it in the garage or was there no, gar- like, how did it go into their bedroom? It's a carport. So you park the cars up against that wall with the wood paneling. And then the boys room is right on the other side. And so, so it's like, and so like with being a manual, it, it hopped three times and then the ignition shut off because it didn't catch. Right. Correct, so it wasn't like correct. still running and trying to drive. I mean, it was like, boom. Yeah. After the third hop, it, it, the, yeah, the ignition was off. Yes. Oh my gosh. And then your boys. So I can just see you going, okay, you're freaking out. You're actually probably going in shock a little bit because this is insane. No one runs their car into their house. 
Um, People don't do it. But you have to be mom and try to calm your kids who are also now freaking out and they're going to freak out more if they see you freaking out. That's right. And at this point, I knew I can't fix this. So there's nothing else I can do until I wait for the next guy to assess the situation and tell me if he can fix it. Wow. Okay. Were so, any neighbors or anybody witnesses no. to this event? Yeah. It was a kind of quiet neighborhood. So usually we would go out for walks or go to play at the park and we never saw neighbors. It was very rare that we saw neighbors and probably just because it's hot. People just don't come out because it's hot. Wow. Okay. So you, you, you survived and your kids survived and no injuries, no concussions. It was low impact, just terrifying. Totally terrifying. <laughs> like, could you see the car from in the house? No, because it truly, when you break it all down, I had hit three studs. So the car was hardly damaged, just like a scratch on the bumper. But when I pushed those three studs, it moved them just off of their housing. So, so just shy, like three inches. I pushed the house <laughs> three inches. <laughs> oh my gosh. And, okay. So let's talk about the aftermath. First, let's talk about yeah. your marriage. Did your husband yeah. come home and like your marriage survived the initial? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so my husband and I uh, have a really good communicative, kind, loving relationship. And that is still true today. We're on our 25th anniversary this year. And he is so supportive and I'm such a badass. Like I always am just taking care of everything. So to see me fracture is a rare occurrence. I think he's seen it twice, maybe one more time, two to three times. So um, he comes in and he's more concerned about me than the house. But you heard how I felt that story went down. I drove the car into the house when in actuality I had pushed one wall three inches. So he's coming home expecting like an explosion. So he's immediately relieved and he immediately tells me I can fix this. And I look at him and I said, I don't think you can. And he says, okay, me and my dad can fix this. And I said, now I believe you. (laughs) Uh, Oh my gosh. Well, here's a lesson right off the bat is that when you build something up to be really horrible, when somebody actually comes upon the reality of it, it doesn't seem that bad. Right. And even my secondary assessment, I was like, girl, what were you thinking? This is manageable. No one was hurt. No one died. No fires. I could have hit the electrical box and that would have been real bad. And I didn't. I just moved three studs. So they fixed, they replaced wood paneling. They put the studs back and they dropped down new drywall. It was fine. So it was absolutely true. They could fix it. They could, and they did, and speedily. <laughs> and I appreciated that because, oh. Yeah. And then we sold the house within a year. And so when the inspection came by, I thought, oh, my God, they're going to know. I drove the car into the house. And the inspector said everything looked great. Oh, those inspectors. <laughs> nice job. Can <laughs> <laughs> be intimidating. Yeah. It was a day. It was a it day. It was a day. I mean, the next day, did you just wake up going, that happened? You know, I think I stuck in denial as long as I could. Like I didn't, I can't see that room. We had the, we pulled the mattresses into the living room and just had the boys sleep out there for a week while my husband repaired the stuff and painted. I painted the walls, but he did all the texturizing and things. And then we put the room back together. Like it never happened. Oh, wow. So can I ask, this is a pretty extreme event that occurred, right? That you were responsible for. 
100%. He <laughs> did the fact that this happened at that age and stage of your life help you deal with other things that happened in the future to give you a little more perspective like well at least i didn't drive the car into the house we use that line for a good 10 years yeah well at least nobody drove a car into a house <laughs> When the kids drive, you know, a little wagon into a wall, we're like, at least it's not a car in the house. So yes, absolutely. You know, and it's kind of fun because like there was some chaos when I was growing up and the way that I dealt with those things kind of prepared me for a lot of, I can handle a lot of trauma or tragedy uh, real quickly and compartmentally and then like revisit the things that were emotional, you know? And so it was fun to have it all like compact. You have to deal with it all right now in the moment because the car is in the house (laughs) a little bit. Absolutely. And you have to deal with it, pretending it didn't happen so that your kids don't freak out too, too badly. Yeah. Cause I still have to be level-headed. I'm still going to go cook lunch and dinner and put them to bed the same. Everything else around the day was the same. Just somebody else had to go get me water because I was a little gun shy. I'm like, Hey, can we get an automatic transmission? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, Was the car damaged? No. And that, I think, helped my brain remember it wasn't so bad. If we've just got a couple of scratches on a bumper, oh, my gosh, that was totally manageable. If my husband and his dad can fix our house for under $100, that's manageable. Oh, my. I don't think they paid more than $100 to get it fixed. Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. They did it themselves. Yes, really, really. It's a couple pieces of drywall and, and a panel and a half of wood paneling. Yeah. Like they did a good and job. just a little muscle to push the three inches of the house back. Yeah. <laughs> One set at a time. <laughs> so in the bigger scheme of things, looking back, what would you say you learned from this experience? Well, Oh man, I definitely learned, put it in neutral before you take it, (laughs) take your foot off the clutch. But, um, just that I thought it was horrible and it was completely manageable. And I was very, very happy that, that we faced something unexpected in a day, an ordinary day. And, and it became just a thing. It was fine. I drove the car into the house, dad and his dad repaired it. And now we get to move forward And now we have this kick-ass story. Like this is, it's really cool. It's okay for bad things to happen. It can be a crap day or a crap event. And I know it will be better again soon. And maybe better than it was. And that's okay. So I'm going to let these weird hiccups happen. And I'm going to go ahead and keep moving forward always. That's a lesson for all of us to remember. Thanks so much for sharing your story today, Sadie. (laughs) You're welcome. 